second. Wait, wait. Why was the franchise's starting catcher, established starting catcher, playing in winter ball anyway? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins, the same place you found this. Now, this is obviously very much the water under the bridge way of looking at Andy Rodriguez losing out on the entire 2024 Major League Baseball season. But the fact is, this is not supposition or anything else. This is directly from the team's statement. He said his injury was the result of a swing that he took in Dominican winter ball on November 13th. And there's no elaboration there. Now, let's start piecing some stuff together here, okay? Back in April of this same season, he was shut down in Indianapolis because of an elbow issue. He was shut down for a period of time during which... It had been expressed that there was some concern about whether or not he would need to have some kind of, but no, everything was fine. Everything was fine, and he was allowed to continue. In fact, not only did he continue, but he performed well enough to earn, and I mean earn, his promotion to Pittsburgh and become, I'm going to repeat this, the number one catcher. Not on the prospect list, the number one catcher on the depth chart. He was the starting catcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The starting catcher. And when the season ended, the real season, the only one that counts, somebody somewhere said, sure, go ahead and play winter ball. Now, why do they say such things? Why do even veterans Go back and play Dominican winter ball or Venezuelan winter ball. Well, the reason for that, I can tell you from having been down there and having covered it, is that it means a lot to them. It means a lot to the athletes. It means a lot to the their families, to their friends. They can come back down there in the winter, and it's a different time of year, obviously, than the baseball here. And they can be part of that. And they can be uh, a small piece of the overall environment of these games that's really, really a big deal. These are sold-out stadiums with fans standing and singing and really, really getting into it. This is not some sort of, you know, lighthearted developmental ball that happens in the middle of Nowheresville, Florida. This is heavy-duty stuff. I'm not sharing anything with you that the people running the Pittsburgh Pirates don't already know and haven't already seen and experienced for themselves. So they say to their starting catcher, sure, kid, go ahead and do that. Even though you had the elbow issue, even though... You made it to the majors for the first time and faced different types of pressure. You'd already put in a full year's work going back to the middle of February when pitchers and catchers reported to Bradenton. You did all that, but sure, sure, go ahead and play winter ball. Do that. 
When he does, he blows out his elbow. Reconstructive surgery. An entire year of his development, of his maturation, gone. Poof. The first thing that I think a lot of people will have crossed their minds is, oh, that's all right, because Henry Davis is still here, and they wanted to see Henry anyway uh, at catcher. They made that promise to him, and they've got Jason DeLay. That's not what this is about. This is about taking an asset, not just depreciating the asset, but damaging the asset. You don't know what he's going to be like after losing a year. You don't know what he's going to be like after losing a year physically, mentally, just purely from the baseball sense. You know what you do know? You do know that your starting catcher had nothing to gain from partaking in winter ball. In other sports, in football, if you want to simulate football action on your own, you're free to do that. Quarterbacks and wide receivers will get together routinely in warmer weather states and, you know, go run some routes. I'll throw you some deep balls. But they're not actual football games that come with all kinds of actual implications to the people watching them. In hockey, they'll let players get together on ice rinks across America, Canada, the northern part of Europe, but they're not letting them go play in actual hockey leagues that are high impact, that involve, you know, real live hockey. Why does it happen in baseball? I understand baseball is not as physical and everything else here, but when you're talking about physical, you're talking about repetitive stress in baseball. The nature of most of the longer-term serious injuries in baseball is the result of repetitive stress. And there's nothing more stressful on the baseball player's anatomy than the arm and the shoulder, the elbow, the wrist, the hand, the things that perform all of these repetitive actions. So why are you sending or allowing your starting catcher to partake in winter ball? You also have no oversight. Those teams down there are not being run by Major League Baseball in any capacity. They are extremely independent. Which, by the way, is why you as the Pirates would keep O'Neill Cruz in Florida, an instructional ball where he can continuously be under your eyesight and your training staff and your medical people. Right there. Everything is controlled. You know exactly how many innings of this he's going to do, how many times he's going to run to a base, how many times he's going to take a grounder. You know all of that. There's a reason Cruz was not permitted to go play winter ball in the Dominican. I'm sure he would have loved to. So what was the gain in telling the starting catcher he could do that? I suppose you might be able to find the answer in why this same organization allowed Johan Oviedo to pitch way more in 2023 than the usual allotment of increased innings year over year. And then afterward, we're all surprised that he also needed Tommy John surgery. When we come back, J1Q.
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q naturally comes on the same subject. Biggest story of the offseason by a mile for the Pirates. Oren asks, TK, I don't understand why this Andy Rodriguez surgery keeps him out for the year. He won't be able to throw, so no catching, but he should be able to hit. He could be the Pirates-designated hitter. Didn't the $700 million man just have the same surgery? My answer to that, Oren, is I don't know, meaning I don't know the differences between Endy's surgery and Shohei Otani's surgery. The human elbow doesn't have just one ligament, and fixing that ligament doesn't come with exactly the same procedure for everybody, meaning there are different degrees to the tear, locations of the tear, et cetera, et cetera. I do know that Otani's outlook, his diagnosis, I should say his prognosis for his recovery as it relates to baseball, comes first from knowing when he had his procedure, which was in September, which is obviously a lot earlier than the one that Andy just had this week, and that hitters are seen in general as recovering from these things in the range of about a half a year and change. You can see hitters come back from Tommy John. It was just seen, for example, in Philadelphia with Bryce Harper. In Andy's case, what I reported in breaking the story and wound up having that supported by the team's statement a lot later on Tuesday night was that he would miss the 2024 season. Sometimes you'll have teams couch that. You'll say is expected to, uh, might miss. That wasn't this. This said in the simplest, bluntest terms that Andy will miss the 2024 season. It characterized his outlook or prognosis as 10 to 12 months. And here we are in mid-December. So it doesn't take a whole lot to see that there's just no chance, none whatsoever. Why that's different, don't have that answer. I'm sure that's going to be one of many questions that'll be asked of Ben Charrington at his next media availability. My goodness, this organization. 
everyone's see everyone's kicking themselves about oh the curse of this or whatever the bad luck and this isn't luck this is a controllable variable to an extent all right to an extent injuries happen and what happened to O'Neill Cruz isn't something that anyone could have foreseen or avoided or whatever it was a single specific moment at home plate that if it was related in any way to repetitive stress or whatever we'd have no way of knowing it but it just something that occurred that's your lousy luck but when you're letting one of only two starting pitchers you have at the major league level go way past what would normally be considered their innings limit and you do that right up till the final road trip in Philadelphia I was out there covering it and he pitched lousy and he was all mad at himself and what was the point of that I'm not saying he got hurt in Philadelphia but I am saying that's the last time he pitched why to do what to achieve what And then from there to say to your starting catcher who had elbow pain and had to be shut down for elbow pain earlier in the same calendar year, yeah, go play winter ball. I I can't. I just, I, I, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll hook up again tomorrow. Bye.